welcome to Bring It In The House. It's your girl, Millie Mills. We're so excited to be back with you guys another week. We thank God for this, this honor and privilege to come before you. Thank you for all the viewers. Thank you for our sponsor, um, Eugene um, Classic Touch of St. Louis. Thank you so much. We're excited. We have, of course, our, our guest, our special guest, our live coach, Michelle Strother of Dallas is here, and she's going to bring us in with her words of inspiration. And following that, we have our featured guest. I'm so excited. She's, you know, my classmate. We, we studied together at UAPB. She's now a successful educational specialist, and now she serves as a program director at, she is a CEO, Miss. <laughs> Angie Ner Ner oh, Newkirk, get that in there. Miss Angie Newkirk is with us this week. We're so excited to have you. Michelle, start things off for us. Yes, good, good evening, good evening. There is a word on tonight, and I am so excited for this word. And the subject on tonight is believe God's word. And I'm coming from Mark 5, 36 out of the message translation. And it says, Jesus overheard what they were talking about and said to the leader, don't listen to them, just trust me. And I want you to know that when that was said in the word of God, it is a confirmation that you don't have to believe what anyone says, but that if you just trust in God, in order to trust in God, you've got to read his word. You've got to believe his word. And as you believe his word, the word begins to manifest into your heart. So that mm -hmm. means that you've got to read it until you believe it. And also, I want to come from Matthew 21 and 22 out of the New Living Translation. And it says, you can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. And I want you to know tonight that when you pray for that job that you're wanting, that it shall happen. And when you pray about your finances, where they're going to come from, what's going, if you don't have the money, if you began to just have faith and believe it, God will show up and he'll get that bill paid for you. And also you want to pray about your relationships as you pray and as you give God the glory and began to learn about your friends and who they are and how they can pour into you and give you encouragement. And also the most important thing, it's about when you pray about your business deals. As we are women and men in this corporate America world, we God will give us some business ideas, but he wants us to put him first. He doesn't want us just to solely, you know, about the money or about the fame, but he wants to know, can you be that servant that he can use in order to open up that business? And also in the pandemic, I don't want to miss that because I know that in this pandemic, there has been where we've been in the house and we haven't been around and there hasn't been, you know, we're having to social distance. But I'm going to tell you that even if there has been people who even had COVID, they've been healed from God's power, from reading the word and being able to believe the word. And you've got to know that in this pandemic, God, he Although he was not the 
person that did it, he wanted us to show us that you could trust him in this, that you could walk through it and not be touched, that you can walk through it and be healed, that he set us in, uh, that we could look at things online and that we are the church. And as we are the church, we have to walk in the newness and goodness of God. And I also want to come that you must Belie to believe God's word, you must have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You must be and to know who he is, know his word, follow, obey him, be able to walk when he says go, when he says stay. And you almost, you have to commune with God daily. I believe that when you commune with him daily, he is allowing to speak through your heart. And if you sit and you listen, it's like you read, then you stop. And then you pray his word. And then as you are praying his word, you kind of stop and say, let God begin to speak to that, that small voice in your spirit and in your soul so that he can give you direction of where you need to go. And I believe that there can be some powerful things that come out of that because mm -hmm. sometimes we talk so much that we don't listen. We don't listen for what God wants to do. We just began to do. And also when you are experiencing difficulties, do not listen to man because man will lead you in the wrong place, but trust God to give you the answer. And in wrapping up, trust God, no matter what it looks like. Mm -hmm. God's mm -hmm. path will lead you to win. May God bless you and may he keep you. And I'm turning it back over to Millie Mills. <laughs> you better say that girl. Powerful word. We really thank you so much. You do such a great job each and every episode. We thank you and we love you so much. Keep doing that great work of God. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Much thank you so success. much. All right. And our great feature guest again. If you're just tuning in, this is Bring It in the House. And it's a 30-minute talk show where we, we uh, specialize in spotlighting musicians, entertainers artists and leaders. And of course, this young lady is a great leader. As I said, we went to UAPB together. Miss Angie Newkirk, give it up, give it up. Angie, it is so great to see you again after all these years. And we're so proud of you on all of your success. Congratulations. We're just so excited to have you here. I got questions here. I'm excited to jump right in so i know we went together went to college together and everything and so after you left uapb um did you what was your next venture did you go to graduate school or did you go to what happened next yes my mother told me when she graduated before she graduated that she had all of these job offers mm -hmm. that wasn't the case for me so a group of girlfriends, classmates, we got together, we did a road trip. And so we rode to Grambling to see if we could get in at Grambling. So we went, we met with Dean Ennis, God rest her soul, she's no longer with us. We talked about the program, it was a liberal arts program. None of us ended up at Grambling at that particular time. So right. what ended up happening was they went their separate ways. Jackie Pryor was one of the ones on the road trip. Yes, I'm name dropping today. Jackie uh -huh. ended up going to Ohio. She, that's where she went. Uh 
And as a matter of fact, when I first got to UAPB, let me back up just a little bit. When I first got there, you guys were wearing your white, you were carrying your ivies. I remember that. I was like, what, what, what is girl? What's going on? You all were pledging when I got to UAPB. Fast forward back. So that was my first venture was to go to graduate school. So I ended up at a PWI, ended up at Northeast Louisiana University. They don't call it that now, but that's where I ended up. And it just wasn't the right fit, but it was the right purpose because even though I did not stay at Northeast Louisiana University, I was that was my first taste of teaching because I was a graduate student and they threw me in the classroom. And that was just amazing to me. My mother told me, she said, when you get your degree, she said, as you're getting your bachelor's degree, make sure that you get your teaching hours in. And I didn't listen to her. Yeah. So I didn't even know that I wanted to be a teacher. But when they threw me in the classroom, I was like, okay. (laughs) And so even that, they threw me into the lighting booth no training they threw me in the lighting booth and in the sound booth because girl i must have been asleep during chip stiff's class because honey i didn't know what i was doing yeah <laughs> again so i was working the sound booth and the lighting booth and it gave me an appreciation for pageants and so it was all of god ordained opportunity yeah. for me it truly truly was so that's where i went my first after i left college, I went to graduate school, ended up at the Grambling State University. So didn't complete at Northeast Louisiana. So I just drove on up the street, went to Grambling, found my place where Grambling State is where everybody is somebody. And I was somebody at Grambling State University. And the rest is history. Wow, that is so beautiful. That's such a beautiful story. So you attended the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, UAPB. You and I both did. We majored in speech and theater with that emphasis on communication. Then you went on down to Gramlin. So both schools are HBCU That's colleges. Right. Yeah, right. so kind of you know give us some details on what that experience is like and for those who are just tuning in hbcu is historically black colleges universities what was that whole experience like for you to attend that type of um you know school in that atmosphere and being historically you know black university well let me back up just a little bit i first want to thank you for an opportunity to be here to speak to my uapb sisters michelle you were just astonishing thank you so much for important wisdom to us and Millie mm-hmm. Mill, thank you for having me. It is great to be on your show, but I'm just going to say HBCUs are unapologetically the bomb.com. There's no other way that I can say it. And yes. you know what? I'm so glad that people are just now coming to the realization of what we already know. Yes. HBCUs are rich. HBCUs, yes. they nurture us. I thank God for dear mother. Yes. Your mother poured into me, deposited those things into me to make me who I am today. The rich relationships that I've made. I have relationships spanning over 30 years and it was all because of dear mother. There were some opportunities that were available to me at an HBCU that I got. Not if it had been at a PWI, there's some things that you would have gotten because the color of your skin or wouldn't have gotten because of the color of your skin. The things that I got it at an HBCU was because 
of who I was and because of whose I was. And so there is no regrets when I think about the wonderful phenomenon of an historically black college and university. Yes. Yes, Period. Yes. Very well said. And I totally agree with you. Yes. And it really allows you to be who you are and to bring out the attributes that are deep within that you probably didn't even know you had yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. They unleash, uncover all of those things within, which Mm -hmm. is, like you said, it's very rich. Very rich. rich. Man. Mm-hmm. Angela, I'm just you're saying that you're great, you're grateful to be here, but I'm just grateful to have all of us, as you said, on the stage together. Yes. You know, it's it's you know, you know where we've been in life, but you just never know where the road is gonna take you. And I didn't foresee this coming, you know, years ago about this podcast show and all that. And to have all my beautiful sisters right here, it's just it's just so great. So to this day, what classes or what class do you say impacted your career the most, Angie? Who any class that Dr. K.D. Godwin taught, <laughs> any class that Mr. Bynum taught, any class that Miss Meadows taught. And again, it goes back to that rich HBCU experience. But I will say, and I got to tell the truth, I got to keep it 100. I hated voice and diction. Hated it. <laughs> And Mildred, you were right there. You know about voice and diction. And then one semester, I had all A's. But you are my Sarah. We both pledged Alpha Psi Omega. And so I had the opportunity to pledge Chip Stiff. Did I just say his name? I wasn't going to say his name. But yeah, I had the opportunity to pledge him. And so I said some things to him that he really didn't like during the pledging process. And so what he did was I was taking a stage lighting class from him. And that sap tapper gave me a B. I could have been on the Dean's list that semester, but he gave me a B. Yeah. I didn't like being in the catwalk, didn't like being up there. You know, the catwalk, we thinking the catwalk was fashion. No, the cat, we up there hanging lights and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the other classes, anything, Dr. Godwin is my theater dad. Anytime I go to Louisiana, I've got to see him. And so he has deposited so much in me. Mr. Bynum, he's still my mentor. He's doing his thing. You Mm -hmm. see him on on Mm -hmm. movies. You you turn on to the Hallmark Channel. Boop, there he is. There he is. Doing his thing. And so with that in mind, all of those classes really, really enriched me. It was it was a wonderful experience. It really, it really was. was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Mr. Murray, he was one of my favorites too. You remember him, Dr. Murray? I have Dr. a Murray. story about Dr. Murray. Yes. So, now, I uh, one of the opportunities that I had to go to the National Association of Speech and Dramatic Arts, mm-hmm. my students performed, and so after the performance was over with. Dr. Murray sat me down in the auditorium where we were. Uh He said, I'm willing to admit when I was beat, when I'm beat. He said, your students beat me. (laughs) That was one of the biggest compliments that you could ever get as a director. And do you know, he offered me a job. He offered me a job, but 
I'm a, was a, I was a country girl from Eagle Mills, Arkansas. And I was like, I can't go to Hampton, Virginia. I can't do that. But I wonder what my life would have been like if I had moved to Hampton University. But he did offer me a job. He actually sent me brochures of homes in the mail and all of that. So, yes. Wow. And thanks for jiggling my brain about the when we placed that um, that uh, theater um, fraternity thing. What was it called again? Alpha Psi Omega. I forgot all about. <laughs> Yeah, then we pledged that. Yes, we did. Yeah, I forgot. Thank you so much. It's been so many years ago, and I didn't. I never got any paraphernalia for that. Did you? Did you get any? You know, did we wear t-shirts? Sure I did because I went through some stuff. They made me sing in front of the union. I had to mm -hmm. sing a Regina Bell song in front of the union at twelve o'clock. You know, that's that's shattering to you right right now, you know, and thinking about that. I mean, that right there. Michelle was talking about mental health earlier in our yeah. conversation. But, girl, that's something that'll mess you up because you can't sing. You are standing there in front of the union at 12 o'clock and up there. I'm up there talking about there's a light that can not shine. Girl, I was so shame. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, that will mess you up. That will mess you up. But yeah, so I had, I know I got some shirts to wear after that because I earned that. I earned it. I did. Yeah. You know how it was at 12 o'clock noon? And that was really mm -hmm. one of my last memories of one of our fellow alumni, Babu. Because you know how it was when we were in place, Dr. Godwin, you're supposed, he told you, you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. Well, I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And it was my time to be on the stage because I was the, the key actress, the lead actress in the play. And I have always been the president of the itty bitty titty committee. I don't know if you're going to have to bleep that out or not. But since <laughs> I was the president, I had on a t-shirt, but I didn't have a bra on. And so when it was time for me to get to where I was supposed to be, I walked behind the stage and a nail was hanging out of the set and my nipple got cut. Oh and so I ended up having to go to the emergency room. Regina Hampton took me to the emergency room. And the next day at 12 o'clock noon, Babu yells out, Lil Money, I heard you got your nipple cut off. Who does that? <gasps> Nobody but Babu. Nobody but Babu. Nobody but Babu would do that. Yes. <laughs> this is this is just amazing. You, I, you know, I didn't know all this was going on. <laughs> Angela, girl, you got some stories. I'm so glad you're on the show. You got a lot of stories. <laughs> so from from UAPB and then Gremlin and all that. So just tell us what your degree. What, where has it led you to up until this point? Oh my God, between my degree and God, so many doors have been opened, yes. so many opportunities. I've had the opportunity to go back to UAPB on two separate occasions. I went back first, Shirley Jacobs gave me an opportunity to be program coordinator for student activities. And so I had left Philander, I had been teaching at Philander Smith College, a rich experience working with those students. Philander was known for the choir, but by the time we got there and we started working with those students, they knew about drama too. And so I left there 
because it the money, the pay, girl. Oh my god, I was not making any money in Philadelphia. I'm just keeping it real. It was horrible. So I left there and I went to the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, worked as the program coordinator. I was Miss Armstrong's replacement. You remember Miss Armstrong? Yes. Armstrong, Armstrong did the calendar pageant yes. and all of that. So yes. I became Miss Armstrong and I brought the calendar pageant back after all those years. Yes. But it was an amazing ex experience from being uh, program coordinator for this for student activities. I also got a chance to be the advisor for the Student Government Association. So taking the students to conferences and things of that nature. And then from there being the advisor for the union programming board and that relationship so many years ago that led me to a relationship that I have now with one of the students who was on the union union programming board. And now he's a superintendent of so many schools doing so many amazing things. I'm not going to drop names, but his name is Brent Mitchell. But all of those <laughs> students who were in that organization, they are doing some amazing things. So I was just able to be in the company of those people, Darius Hicks, and just so many people, Dana, who Dana was one of those students. And then we ended up being colleagues. She started teaching at UAPB as well. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. from there, mm -hmm. I went, I, I felt like a fish out of water. So even though I was enjoying that experience and that opened the door for me to become marketing director for Aramark Foods because the director at the time was like, hey, I need you to come and work for me. So I, I got my side hustle on. So I was working in marketing for Aramark Foods and it was a wonderful opportunity because I got an, a chance to give awards and appreciation to those people who would who work behind the scenes. And so the students, they voted on these people. So people like Mr. Butler, who worked in the student union, mm -hmm. you know, all of those individuals who don't normally get that recognition that they need to be able to honor them. But like I said, I felt like a fish out of water. So I went to go back to teach at UAPB. And so the first time I applied, I didn't get the job. So I was mm -hmm. still in with student activities, but Michelle mm -hmm. already talked about it prayed about mm -hmm. it, prayed about it. And then my season came. So then mm -hmm. I was able to go back into the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so left, got married, came back and ended up going back to UAPB to teach again. And this time I had the opportunity to be the advisor for Miss UAPB and the Royal Court and to be able to take them to New Orleans for the Kings and Queens conference that they had. And just helping them to groom them and going to the football games and you know my son and my husband got to eat the pre-meal games and sit up in the box so it was an opportunity for the whole family to get involved and it was just an amazing experience to be able to have all of that to come from the seed that was planted being a part of the HBCU, be a part of the Black college experience. It was wonderful. We yes. Anything for it. Yes, indeed. As you see, you see the photo we, we grabbed, you and your beautiful family. <laughs> you. It's you. your husband and your son. Uh, how, how old is your uh, son now? My son, my son is now 15. 15. Mm -hmm. He's 15. I just remember him being, you know, small, like in that picture. Yeah. And yeah. I recently saw where you, you, uh, you guys, you know, were saying happy birthday to him. And I'm like, wow, he's tall now. 
<clears throat> he is. He's getting tall. He's taller than me now. Yeah, I know. I'm mm -hmm. like, it doesn't take long for, you know, kids to just grow up and and next thing you know, he'll be graduating from high school. I know. Yes. You know in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't want my baby to go. <laughs> and so, Angela, I, you, you've already shared so many, you know, great experiences with us. So you taught at so many different universities. Can you name, can you just name them all where you taught or worked, you know, the colleges and universities? After I graduated from... UAPB. I taught at Northeast Louisiana University. I taught there as a, a grad student, taught at Grambling as a grad student. Then I went on. My first teaching job was at the University of Central Arkansas in Conway. So had the opportunity to be a bear. It was a wonderful experience at UCA. I had gone with a friend for a job interview she was doing something at Philander. And while I was there, I got a job at Philander Smith working in the Upward Bound program, which I met some amazing students again, some wonderful students at Philander Smith College in the Upward Bound program who are doing some wonderful things. And I'm not going to name drop, but Marcus is one of the ones that's doing some of the amazing things, but so many of them. At any rate, I was at Philander Smith College. So that job from working in the Upper Bound program led me to getting the job as the, the, the theater coordinator at Philander Smith College. So I left Philander. I worked at UAPB, got married. I left UAPB. I was pegged to be the director of disability services at UAPB. And I'm like, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, mm -mm. so I talked to a couple of people who were directors at of disability service. I was like, why they pick me? And mm -hmm. I'll never forget the, the, the plans were in place for me to be director of disability services. And girl, I just packed up my house and I left and I moved to, to Little Rock and Bonita Roy, I dropped names again. She was my roommate and I was there and I was working at the Martin Luther King Jr. Commission. And I'll never forget the phone rung one morning while I was at work and they said it was the chancellor's office and the chancellor called me to come to meet with him. And I'll never forget if I get in trouble about this. Oh, well, it is what it is. I'm my mama's child. But he was eating some Cheetos at eight o'clock that morning. He was eating Cheetos. He said, what's this I hear about you jumping ship? And I was like, Hey, hey, so that's for another conversation. But yes, I was pegged for that particular job, but that was not me. I took a test not too long ago. One of my friends had me to take a test. I didn't do well on. She said, you don't you don't do well sitting eight hours behind a desk. And she was just about right because I'm a free person. But I ended up at UAPB and then I taught. I got married in 2003, moved to to Wisconsin, had a wonderful experience in Wisconsin. I worked at both Mount Mary College, which was an all women's college and Alverno College. Then my husband got a transfer, we moved to Alabama. And then I worked at Jefferson State Community College in Alabama. So went back to Arkansas and went back to work at UAPB when I went back to Arkansas. And so I moved here and just for a little small stint 
till the pandemic came, I was working in the assessment center at Lone Star College here in Texas. Intense. So I think I'm, I, I hope I missed, I hope I didn't miss any of the colleges, but right. experiences at each and every one of them. So how did you get to where you are now, which is you're at, she is a CEO. God, Tell us about that. Huh? God did it, girl. God did it. God did it. I applied on Indeed. Indeed, they never gave me nothing. And I applied <laughs> for this particular job on Indeed. And you know, I know my family. I when when I passed and I got to the next part of the interview, it was a phone interview. I said, mm -hmm. "Well, I'm not going to do it today because I know they're going to bust in this room because I do everything in my bedroom." Mm -hmm. It just so happens that I waited till the next day, and my husband works from home, and so he was working upstairs, and so I just knew that he wasn't going to come in the room. Girl, he came in the room while I was trying to answer my questions. I was like, "No, Jesus, I couldn't <laughs> get my thoughts right. Couldn't get them mm -hmm. right." So, girl, I just knew that I had messed up the interview. But when God, God. says it's so, yes, it's so. It is I got so. that interview and I told Michelle earlier, I didn't know anything about Zoom until 2020. Mm -hmm. And I had my first Zoom interview. Y'all know I was nervous because I am technologically challenged. I had mm -hmm. on two different shoes. I'm dropping names again. Doris Sanders knows about this. I sat there in my interview, had on two different shoes sitting there for the interview. But Lord, when it is for you, it is for you. So mm -hmm. I ended up getting the job and the rest is history. I absolutely love working for She is a CEO, empowering young girls, teaching them the tools to be entrepreneurs, to own their own business, to have their own stuff, as Tyler Perry says, but he doesn't yeah. have his stuff. But yeah, to get your own stuff. It's a wonderful experience to see them grow, to see them come at a, at their, their shy, their reserve, but to see them blossom. It is a wonderful experience. Yes, it is. Angie, we need to have you on the show again because time has run out. And um, before you go, though, I know you shared with me that you had a book, I believe, coming out. So we want to uh, please tell us about your new book release. Bam! Show you right. Yes. Look at that. I talked about it earlier. When you pray, I prayed about it. God has allowed this to come to fruition. I have combined my efforts with a former fellow UAPB alumni. She and I have put together a book called Show You Right, and it's an interactive journaling encounter. Both of us have experienced some losses, and we found a way to cope with that through journaling. And so we combined our efforts and we hope to empower other people. So write, 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 write wrong, just write. And then the last thing, my family and I have had an opportunity to come together to leave something behind for our family. My husband, my son, and myself, we wrote a book called Bayou Classic Bound. And it's a book about our tradition of going to the Bayou Classic in New Orleans, Louisiana. So that's a group effort. It's out there on Amazon. Both books are out there. You can get it today. You can get it today. Five dollar. Five dollar. You can get it today. Five dollar. <laughs> <laughs> <it today>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. You said Bayou Classic? It's, it's Bayou Bound, a trip to the Bayou Classic. It was an opportunity for us to sprinkle a little bit of our heritage and what we do as a family. We love going to Louisiana to visit my in-laws in Louisiana, um, my mother-in-law who has, she passed away in 2020. This is a way that we can give honor and tribute to her. Her birthday would have been on this coming week, as a matter of fact. And so um, we just love to experience family time. And I would love putting shades on her and letting her hold a sign saying that she was going for Grambling, which my husband went to Southern, but I would take the picture and just pretend that she was going for Grambling, which she loves her son. So she was really going for Southern, but just wonderful experience. We put some of those little tidbits in the book. So that's what we had. Guys, we thank you so much. In case you just tuned in, we're wrapping things up. We just talked with educational specialist and program director. At, she is a CEO, Angie Newkirk. We just love you and we're just so proud of you. Congratulations for all your success. We thank you so much, Michelle Strother, certified yeah. life coach and a spiritual counselor. Um, she's, this is kind of like our last show for a little while, but we've really had you, you know, enjoy the, the honor to have you with us for about how many episodes, maybe eight now, huh? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you do such a great job Aww. and I know you got so much ahead of you and yes. whatever we can do to support you. Hey guys, don't forget to go to Michelle's Facebook page. Her uh, page is called Michelle's uh, Coaching Sessions. Like her page on Facebook, guys. She really has a lot of great things, uh, you know, words of you know, encouragement and, and spiritual motivation to keep you going. We love you guys so much. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Uh, we'll have um, our next guest, is, of course, is a young lady that I, I, I worked with in Memphis, Tennessee. That's Miss Tina Tilton of Tina Tilton Productions. Um, she's she's extraordinary. I can't words can't explain. She'll be our next guest. You don't want to miss out. We love you guys. Thank you so much for love joining you. us here. Bring it in the house. And we'll see you in two weeks. Angie, thank girl, you. We gotta have you back on the show. Exactly. <laughs> I would love to.